everybody out there in Music Video Land. Welcome to another episode of the Music Video Land podcast, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, uh, the internet music video database. My name is Adam. Um, this is a podcast where we're talking about music videos, uh, specifically the weekend music videos, news, uh, new videos, cool stuff. Of course, the Apple Watch. Um, which we'll get into later. Um, and with me, as usual, um, is uh, Doug Hamburger Friday's Clinger. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. A new world hangs outside the window. It does hang outside the window. Just uh, beautiful and strange right out there. So uh, true. Um, <laughs> and uh, Doug, you and I are not joined by Adam Alexander this week. He's coming back next week. You tell He's coming back next week. His surgery, he'll, he's finally recovered from his... Uh, testicle surgery, mm-hmm. which is good. We're we're really pulling for him. He told me he told me that he was getting the face off surgery, like from the nineteen nineties movie Face Off. Sorry, yeah, he is getting Nicolas Cage's face put on his body, but also that is uh, being brought together with. He's also getting Nicolas Cage's ball sack. Ooh, okay, really going you know for what? it. If I had that, if I had the option, either or, I would, I would go with his combo. That's a good idea. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, and uh, since the since the release of Face Off, I would definitely take Nicolas Cage's life versus uh, John Travolta's really? terrible, terrible life. What happened to John Travolta? It just says people's names weird. Hmm, yeah, he flies planes. People think he's gay. Yeah, but see, he flies the planes. Harrison Ford crashes the planes. That's that's very true. He's, Nicholas- he at least keeps him up in the air. He does. He keeps until you until you don't want it to be in the air anymore. And then he sets it down real nice, real real planned. That's how, that's actually what they call it. That's, that's the technical term. A lot of people call it landing. No, it's to set it down real nice. That's, <laughs> it's in the books. Exactly. Yeah, but we're not professional pilots. We're professional music video watchers. It's something yeah. that we do relatively relatively well. Would you say, Doug? Uh, we're okay. Yeah. Um, but we got some music videos this week. A couple came out. Yeah, a couple came out. Um, we should also talk about the fact that we hit 50,000 music videos on IMVDB this week. Oh, shit, it's a big week. Big week. Doug, tell us what the 50,000th video is, because you were 50,000 You had this one picked out for a while. For <laughs> yeah, we had it lined up ever since, uh, about 47,000. We've been sitting on this video. Um, and that is, of course, Hit Em Up by Tupac, which some say... Is the music video that got him killed? Really? Tell, yeah. I, now I noticed in the video that he has the the he says some some sort of uh, prophetic things in it. Well, so you know, Biggie and Tupac obviously had beef. Tupac was shot several times. Um, a few, uh, and you know, for the first time he was shot, he survived. The second time he was shot, he did not survive. Um, but you know, there was the East Coast West Coast beef, and in the Hit 'Em Up song. Uh, Tupac kind of really lets loose on uh, Notorious B.I.G. to the point where he says, you know, things like, you claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. And mm. <laughs> and, and crazy things like that. And then in the music poet. video... Yeah, uh, all a poet for the ages. Right, poet for the ages. Uh, and, and in the music video, there is a fake Chris Wallace, uh, you know, a fake Biggie, a fake Puff Daddy, and a fake Faith Evans, who is... Puff that our Biggie Smalls' wife at the time, who Tupac claimed he had uh, sex with, and so uh, there are people who believe that 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 video Tupac had taken it to another level, and that was part of why he was killed. Uh, but that's not why we put it. We, that's not why it was our fifty thousandth uh, music video added to the database. It's not because we were celebrating. Tupac's death. Uh, it's because it's because it was a submitted music video, and we were going through the queue. But also, it's very appropriate because because here at IMVDB, we hit him up, hit him up real good. And we hit him up. We hit him up style. And it was funny. I was just thinking of. Uh, I was remembering sitting in a, sort of like a coffee shop close to where I live a few years. No, maybe. December 2012 maybe um, like writing a blog post about how he had just passed 10,000 um, and 40,000 later here we are and um, we just did a Facebook post where it said 10,000 we wrote a blog post about it right 
So that um, also shows you how far we've come <laughs> in terms of celebration. We used to mark every thousand, I think, between. We used to mark every like fifteen videos. Yeah, we were like, guess what, guys? Forty-five videos now. Uh, um, forty-five. Because and you know, it's not it's not a number like two million or whatever because you know we're a curated database and we have you know a, it, there are some music videos that we've that take a long time just to for data entry so. Um, but that's not interesting. But there's also not really, I mean, we're we're up there, right, in terms of uh, database size for music videos. We're like probably in the top five in the world um, uh, in terms of in terms of database size. And the only you know the only people who might have more music videos listed um, are like Vivo and Wikipedia and a couple other websites out there. But like we're fast approaching a lot of those websites uh, kind of numbers right now. And yeah, and Wikipedia isn't technically. This is the thing that drives me a little nuts about Wikipedia because the the information is so complete, but it's not it's not what, what you would call normalized data. It's just all text, so it's it's tough to to right. And they certainly don't have any video embeds. And they certainly don't do not. I think there's probably two websites on the internet with more video embeds that more music video embeds than us, and that's probably uh, Vivo and and MTV.com. Mm, MTV.com, music because, television. Because they also have all the Vivo videos, and then they have a handful of uh, premieres. But they, right. you know, you can find all the Vivo videos on MTV.com. It'll be a Vivo embed. Mm. Um, yeah, people, people want to know about that. People do want to know, but but I guess the uh, the the vision, I guess if you could call it, for IMVDB, always from the beginning has just been a, a place where. Uh, you can go and watch videos, and uh, the URL for your video will always be there, always be the same. You can, and if you want to go find it, um, you know, a database for all, for everyone. Is, is, we, and we got it. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you, dear listener. You do whatever um, you want with it. So there's some new stuff that came out this week that we added to the database, which is yeah. we, we, we didn't used to. We used to just look at it and be like, hmm, what we should do with that? It's like, hmm, that's a music video. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and now we add it to the database. And one of them is uh, from an album that I've been really enjoying a lot um, that came out, not this week, but I believe the last week. And that is, the album is called Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes. And Alabama Shakes, two years ago, I think in, or maybe 2012-ish, had... A really amazing debut album, Boys and Girls, with the very popular song "Hold On" on it, and they, you know, have re- this is their follow-up album to that highly anticipated album, and it is really fantastic. The whole yes. album is just really amazing, and I'm super excited for it, and because they're a great, a great band, um, and, and it's just a style of band that I like to like. Yeah. yeah, just like look at the band play and like look at the members of the band, and it's like, yeah, these are the people I want to be fans of. Yeah, and it's it's funny you should say that because I've I've always and I've, some people have like like kind of violently disagreed with me on this, but I I really do believe it that to be like a really good band, you kind of have to be like weird enough to be fun to look at. Um, I you know uh, bands that are just you know four you know regular looking white dudes um, just don't really do it for me. You gotta have to be kind of interesting. Um, That's why Arcade Fire is so great. Yeah, Arcade Fire. They're like uh, I can't remember the the girl's name from Arcade Fire, but Win Butler and his wife, uh, super interesting, weird looking people for sure. Um, and that just and, and it's a little little part of it, but kind of it's something that I I need. I got guts to have it, and Alabama Shakes have that in droves because you know, they, of course, they have Brittany Howard, the lead vocalist, who is a unique-looking person um, as well as extremely talented. But their bassist is just continuing to grow uh, more and more facial hair, and he looks like a Muppet now, basically. I, I love the drummer. I was watching their SNL performance uh, today, and like the drummer just like looks like he. Is like any guy that I've ever seen at a rest stop when driving on the highway, and this is in all due respect uh, involved. But like he just has like a trucker hat and a fucking Joe Dirt goatee, mm-hmm. and he just is like 
But they like they like rocks and jams so hard. Like they're such a fun band to listen to. And yeah, like you said, uh, look at. Um, which is why this Sound and Color music video that came out this week is uh, interesting to me because they're not in it at all. It's also int- I was really surprised to see this song as the first uh, song of the album they did a video for as well because even though it's a title track, even though it's a title track, because it always felt like me like like they they didn't perform this on SNL even though they did three songs I think. Um, I fucking love this song so hard though. Yeah, this is and it always felt like kind of like the intro to the album a little bit. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty short um, and pr- and it's not very like not very uh, like structured um, but, but it's like not the, like a song where you've got like a, a chorus no. that you're gonna be singing all the time like you can sing like the sound and color like that's the, kind of basically the chorus but like it's not a thing where you're gonna be like you know it's, it's certainly not like a Katy Perry level kind of like anthem chorus that you know yeah. it's like really like, that everyone's gonna sing at a bar when they play it but they have those tracks off the album like uh um the, the you know give me all your love and uh don't want to fight no more um are like two incredible singles so it's interesting they led with this um and i'm with you doug i love this this song and i was you know again another surprise really surprised to see the concept of this video it starts you know, off on a spaceship. Um, nobody is there, and all these lights and things are turning on. Um, and then there's this dude who kind of comes out of a, you know, kind of like a- the movie Alien, um, where they all wake up from some deep space sleep, and they kind of like the the spaceship turns on, and uh, it's kind of like a science fiction trope, I think. Um, and then he kind of is walking around and. Um, trying to get kind of control of the spaceship and he looks at the printing the, like the readout from the printer on the on the console of the spaceship and it says like there's some insane amount of miles off course <laughs> and um, like i think it's been like 500 years or something crazy yeah. like it's just so i was really like into this video it was when it started i'm like this is the video for this song like i was so surprised by it um but then little moments would like really tie into the song like the line that i quoted when you asked me how i was doing um about the about a new world and like at that time you see kind of like earth out the window of the spaceship and like you start to like see some of the connections um to the video and the song but it's more about like the kind of the mood connections right like uh it's kind of like a like we mentioned, it's not really a song that is like a big like pop anthem song. It's got like a little bit more like atmosphere to it. And, you know, this video is like kind of that, you know, like when you think atmosphere, you kind of think space um, a little bit. And, and, it, and it connects in like weird ways. But yeah, like I agree, like once like they're they're like revealing plot points to you through like a receipt and it's like just like a thing where i'm like that's a weird device like they could have done anything else in the world uh but instead it's like yeah this this printout uh that you like pull out of a card catalog uh you know is like a a, like a a major plot point reveal in the video and basically what it reveals because like you see flashbacks from this character um what appears to be like a, a young a young son and a wife and like and like flashes of the life that he let like seems to have left behind it on earth and the information revealed on this receipt is like earth shattering to this guy it basically means he's got no life left uh that the information contained on this receipt and it's weird that it like is revealed in a way that like I don't know, like getting information through a printout. The last time I got information on a printout, I was at like Laser Zone, and I got <laughs> I found out I found out how many people I killed in laser tag, and that was, was the last time I got any kind of information on a printout like that. So it was very weird. And then the video ends with them kind of like sitting down in this cockpit, and like re- like on the floor, realizing like, what do you do next? Um, and then seeing like the sunrise out, out of a window, and it's it's so fun because you know, like we've talked about so many times, music videos are really the only place where you can do something like that, where you just there's no like narrative arc to this at all. It's just like this dude, but they established this character um, pretty effectively, I think. It's directed by James Frost, uh, 
Um, we have two pending contributions on this video. Let's see who. Oh, is. interesting. What are they? Um, Eric Archer, the production designer, and Michael Allen Glover, Glover the art director. We're gonna, we're gonna believe you guys. Uh, James Frost, who, if if it's the same guy, we've got as directing, uh, as one of the co-directors on the This Too Shall Pass music video with Sin Labs. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, as well as the House of Cards Radiohead music video and a couple Pearl Jam music videos. Uh, I think it's the same boy. This is a pretty high-level music video. This feels like the type of music video that would come from like an old-school music video guy mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean like uh, it's like an ambitious idea but it's also got some really safe elements to it you know like the the, the family elements and stuff the, putting that stuff in here basically makes this video kind of like hard to talk shit about <laughs> it's like how do you talk shit about a music video that it's like about a guy who just lost his family uh huh so I think we can find a way. All right, well, let's we give really it a want to. Let's um, give it a shot. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, and I think it's also just interesting from like a promotion perspective. I think the Alabama Shakes have been really pretty smart in the way they've been promoting this. They've been album. doing some fun stuff. Talk about that video you posted on Twitter <laughs> this week. I posted a very odd video that was narrated and kind of like quasi hosted by Brittany Howard about. You know, they're, um, you know, I can't remember where it was, but the place that was pressing vinyl records and, and pressing copies of Sound and Color. And it was like, somebody in the comments described it as like Sesame Street esque, where like, you know, children will go to, you know, a fat, something, I don't know, some sort of factory and they'll sort of like explain in the shy and timid way that children do like this is when we you know this is where they did the thing it, you know voiceovers over like video um but there's also a very steve brule-esque thing to this uh where she was just like saying kind of weird sentence fragments uh, that didn't really <laughs> such weird sentence fragments yeah. and also she's like saying she's being a little over the top as well, mm -hmm. which is uh, which Steve Rule is known to do, and she's like looking into the camera, weird. Um, but an interesting thing is this song is what's playing in the background. Yeah, so this is clearly is. the song they're like going with for promotion. Um, but the, but, but the I, difference, it's just like such a slick, clean feeling music video versus like just her like running in in like sweatpants at a pr record pressing factory. Yeah, let's look, let's go look at the record factory. We love it. Go go buy it. Yeah, go buy our album. It's Alabama Shakes. And yeah. Because this guy worked on it is basically the pitch. This man worked <laughs> on the record. Go buy it. If we're talking about things coming back, you know, uh, Alabama Shakes coming back for their, their next album. Oh, so we're not going to go space next? Uh Oh, should we go space? Yeah, go space. No, let's do coming back. I want to see where you're going to take that. I was going to say Harry's is back. Okay, Harry's is back. You're right. right. Uh, when's the last time Harry's released a music video as officially as Harry's? I well, they was... they came out with one for that, um, which is also technically for Tori Ma, uh, his uh, his like dance group name, which is uh, Lessons, mm. and the uh, music video was for Bother. And technically, that video came out, and each of the Harry's were credited individually. Um, but for this video, they're credited as Harry's. So I feel like that's a that's a moment of celebration, right? We we wrongfully said they were broken up on the last time we talked about their music videos, and that's because we get our information from tweets from Chris Black. And those aren't always the best place for information. Um, sorry, Chris. But sorry, Chris. No, listen. We we support your book. But uh, yeah, can no. we talk about Chris Black's book for a second? I don't I have any idea what that's about. <laughs> I, I think it's a book of like, it's it's not like a book you sit down and read front to back. It's like a book of like sayings, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, which, which if yeah, if you had a said walked up the street and be like, hey, did you know Chris Black Black's coming out with a book of sayings? Is that been, it's really him though? I'm. I think it's really him. I know Chris Black is a relatively common name, but. If Chris Black if Chris Black didn't write that book, then he he really is is pulled the wall over my eyes pretty pretty effectively. <laughs> we need to we need to buy that book. Either way, we do need to buy that book. Chris, if you're listening, can you send me a can you send me a copy? Yeah, I mean, bless us. Come on, Chris. We thought we were homies. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this video. Book. 
let's talk about this Harry's video. Uh, it's uh, the song's called Lily. Mm-hmm. It's by Toria Ma. Am I saying his name right? I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 I figured you had some inside information. I, I, I don't have shit. I think it's you saying Tori Imwa, but it's Toro Imwa. I don't know what it is. Toro Imwa. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you asked, and then you Why do like, we need well, to say things cares? right? Nobody what? needs to. It's Hare's, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> Hair roars. Yeah. Just at the end. Uh, so, anyway, this uh, I love this video. How about you? Great, great video. Are you, is that all you're going to say about it? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well, I, it's, just, it's just like, and then the, when then we move on to the next one. No, I, um, so here's the, uh, I feel like um, Harry's our band, or <laughs> Harry's our, our duo of directors who, like, I feel like they really have a defined style. All of their music videos are very performance heavy, um, but, like, in a way that is so calculated and deliberate. Um, like, I feel like they do performance videos as good as as anybody out there, really. Yeah, and this has um, that element to it a little bit, but it has also got a very interesting, which is an interesting visual element that I think works really well with the Harry's visual aesthetic, and that is kind of an exploration of suburbia, um, and one of the sort of the towering and enduring symbols of suburbia and that is the grocery store mm-hmm. um, and and we because st- we start off in this video looking at like big kind of uh, helicopter shots of just you know basically suburbs um, mm-hmm. and then then we see a car pull into you know a, 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 a supermarket parking lot um, and I forget the guy's name uh, from Toro Chaz. Chaz walks into the grocery store and then the video kind of takes it runs from it there and <laughs> there are all these like tableaus of people standing in the grocery store like holding one item and staring at the camera we're doing weird things there's one dude who's just like stuffing a bag with a cucumber oh yeah Shit. like a giant bag he's got like 45 cucumbers in there. <laughs> such a big bag of cucumbers uh, oh, yeah there's also a woman um uh, holding a box of eggs, um, and you know we talk about like styling in music videos a lot, and it's not that often we get to talk about like uh, food styling, right? Uh, which is definitely something here. You know, Harry's and uh, the director of photography Frank Mobilio, Mobilio. Sorry, Frank. Um, Our bad. Oh, well, it's the font's too small on the site, and I was getting everything was getting blurred. Skin jammed up. Um, who chose that font size? Um, does <laughs> uh, Frank Mobilio does a really fantastic job of like capturing the way, the kind of like eerie, unappetizing way that food looks under the bright white lights of supermarkets, mm-hmm. and um, so this is a great shot of this lady holding these eggs, and the eggs look like kind of they look like any other like supermarket package of eggs they're they're like bleached white um and they just look gross i don't know i don't know how they 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 manage to do that they just look kind of like gross and like generic same thing with this guy holding like a package of like uh ground ground beef um and the package just looks like super gross um and uh i but it's not like tim and eric gross no 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 not at all it looks normal like you would like you would pick that up and any other, you know, any shopping market and, like, put it in your cart, no problem. Uh, but it looks very, very weird. And they're also doing interesting things with um, uh, with drones in this video, which I thought was really fun. Um, you mentioned the, sh- the shots at the beginning of the video that kind of are, like, over top of suburbia. Um, but we also have these shots of Tori, Toro, T, I call him Chaz, mm-hmm. Um kind of like laying in the grass with a dog and it's uh, uh, I really like that the his leash is laying on the ground in the shape of a dog as well um, mm. but like there's these like crazy shots of the drone like starting where you kind of have a, a pretty clear shot of Chaz in the ground and then the and then like the drone just like flies up high directly 
like in a, it, like I, I normally see a lot of drone videos of stuff like moving very like like flowy and and slowly and uh, this kind of like zooms up and it was kind of like a unexpected moment in the video for me as well. They do a similar kind of thing in the OK Coat video for. Um, uh, Is it the one where they're on like the little wheel things? Yeah, I won't let you down. Right. Um, at the very end, which gets up really, really super high, um, which is a pretty incredible, you know, drone video. Um, at the very end, it just keeps going up and up, and it's passing clouds and stuff. Right. Um, which I believe is a drone. I'm almost positive it's a drone. And then, and then at the end of the at the end of this Lily video, we also have like so. There's a shot of like uh, it like pushes through a big pile of uh, cans. And then, like, on the other, you're in the grocery store, and then you push through these cans on the other side. You're at these, like, beautiful, like, cliff, like, beaches with these giant cliffs with them. And you get, like, more traditional drone shots of, like, the drone just kind of, like, flying over top of these, like, big, like, crashing waves and giant cliffs and, like, beautiful, empty scenery. Uh, and it's an interesting juxtaposition to, like, go from using the drone uh, in the middle of this, like, almost, like, you know, weeds level little boxes, suburbia, um, and then you know, like it, it's countered with uh, these big like beach beachscapes. I wonder what the guy did with all those cucumbers. Man, that's gross. No, I don't mean like I I I totally did not mean like that. I, mean, you I just mean it's gross because they're gonna go bad. They are gonna go bad. Oh, it's so tough to to use all your produce. Not when, oh my god, it's impossible. It is, you find yeah. me, find me someone who's used all their produce, and you found someone who needs more produce. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta reach in there, find a like a soggy old zucchini that you thought you were gonna do something with, or cucumber, whatever. They look the same. You had plans for that shit for weeks. Exactly. Yeah, that grew in the in the ground for you, and you just threw it away like it was nothing. It was um, nothing. Like there's like there's no hunger problems at all. I I really want to talk about. I know we have it at the end of the list, but I really want to talk about this Muse video. Well, for, should we mention the fact that this music video is on a Ray-Bans account real quick? Oh, it is? I didn't even know that. There's okay. like a little Ray-Bans logo in the corner of the video. <laughs> is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, the whole time. That, that. The, okay. the account is called Never Hide Noise, uh, but this is definitely a Ray-Bans account, and I'm not really sure what that's all about. But, like, if you go to the Never Hides Noise account and then click through to, like, the Facebook page that's attached to it, it just goes through the Ray-Ban Facebook account. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, Ray-Bans seem to make even more sense than Beats headphones in, in some music videos. Like, what music video doesn't want cool shades? Totally. And the... <laughs> Uh yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's driving around in the, with some with some Ray Ban money, totally. Um, <laughs> he's he's got to have Ray Ban money when he's lying on the grass with the dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when that's when the check cleared. And he's got glasses. Maybe that his maybe his seeing glasses are also Ray Bans. If they aren't Ray Bans, I'm gonna be extremely disappointed. Yeah, what the fuck? It, it reminds me we. Do you do you want to talk a little bit of a follow up to last week's episode when we talked about the Sia video and the and the bizarre events that followed? <laughs> yeah, we should. Because last week, if, if you remember, we talked about the Sia video, the one with, with um, Pedro Pascal and uh, Heidi Klum. Oh um, my god! For uh, burn the pages. Um, is, that's it, right? I thought it was called like fire meets gasoline. Or oh, fire meets here. gasoline. Right. Okay. A lot of fire. Burn the pages is a Sia song. So I'm not that far off. No, you're fine. Um, and so it had like literally, you know, we we have a few things that like set our red flags or whatever off when we think like something's a little fishy about a music video, um, and then it maybe is like a fat. Like there's all sorts of kooky stuff that people put out fashion yeah, we videos don't, and yeah we don't videos. list every every video with a song behind it as in a music video right and so we tr we have like certain things that we've put in place um as a database that would qualify a video as an official music video or not and this meant uh i mean this was released literally like every other see a music video like uh 
um, chandelier and uh, yeah, on her it's on her Vivo account. Correct. It was tweeted. Yeah. It was like it was it was put out there on several publications as a music video. It had like a recognized crew. Uh, it's on her goddamn Vivo account, and it's put and and it didn't say like you know anything about it being a commercial. It just it was listed as. This essentially the same thing as any of her music videos are listed as on her Vivo account. It just the title is just "Fire Meets Gasoline," I think, right? See if fire meets gasoline. Yeah, maybe the maybe Heidi Klum's. I think Heidi Klum's name is in the title, but that's not really that uncommon. I don't think it was at, at before af, until after she threw his. Yeah, head. yeah, you're probably maybe you're right. I think I remember. Yeah, so the so the, what happened was we you know we recorded the podcast on a Thursday and we we're like this is kind of weird because like it was. There are a lot of, not a lot, but there were some shots of, like, close-up of the tag on Heidi Klum's underwear, which she's in for most of the video, and it said, like... Really Hi. not any more than than in, you know, and, than, and no more One product, shot. no more actual product placement than you, is in any, you know, any given Vivo video. Correct, and um, so then I think you texted me the next morning, and it was like fucking see ya and I and linked me up to her Facebook page where she had said like oh by you know just letting you guys know that uh, this you know Fire Meets Gasoline is not the an official video it's like a commercial that I like loaned a video out, loaned my song to yeah like I licensed the song for a video just like anybody licensed it and it's yeah. like fuck and obviously yes I took this very personally and uh, I was like you know fucking fuck you see ya uh, yeah, I was reading the comments on it. Do you license your Vivo account too? And clearly she had, which is something I hadn't heard of happening before, where essentially an artist will license is licensing their Vivo account out in order to also put the commercial that licensed the song out through. Like, that's com- something that's completely new. Like, for Sia to come out on Facebook uh, and act like this is just her licensing her song out you know in the same way that fucking iTunes licenses music out for their you know iPad iPod commercials or whatever like or like Chevy trucks you know like a rock whatever the fuck like it's not the same shit is on your Vivo account uh your name is in the re- in the in the outlet that it was released through has your name attached to it, and it got it got millions of views because it was because of how it was presented. Like it's it, it's it's the same thing we talked about last week. How they are trying to like hide that it was a product placement, and how it was like, yeah, this was an advertisement. Make a fucking advertisement. Don't make a make essentially a music video and then like slide in clips of underwear just like embrace what you're doing but they did like so many things that essentially are just like deceitful um and like clickbaity uh to get people to watch this under f- essentially false pretenses like this is what's going on right yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's clever. I mean I'll give them that, right? I mean it's, it's clever, very clever or, just, like, clever. Sh- or shitty. I mean, the thing is, is that I don't entirely understand why it isn't just the music video because, like you're saying, this has there was like one shot of the tag, and then the rest of it you kind of had to be like, oh, well, I know Heidi Klum's wearing, you know, her own personal lingerie brand that I can go and purchase. Like, <laughs> what's the Chris Mars Polaro Ariana Grande video that that he did for her? <laughs> Where like basically, right, basically the end is is like a good a minute of Ariana Grande partying with a bunch of aliens and everybody is wearing Beats headphones. Right. And there's like Beats pills all over the place. I mean, it is, you know, and Chris Mars Blaro is very aware of that kind of stuff and has a, has a really uh, great sense of humor about that and in certain yeah, that I think in his videos... If you're going to be a big pop music video director like Chris Mars Blaro is, you either have to... Um, just do it and act like it's not there or really just like address it head on and and Chris Mars Polero which fit is very fitting to his style like just addresses that shit head on and is not shy about the fact that like you're seeing these things because they're there for money and 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 it works really well I think in in the in when he does it 
And this video, the C video, is a good, I mean, a good, I wouldn't put it, like, on my, like, fave list or whatever, but <laughs> it, it was a good video. It had, you know, Pedro Pascal, who's a fantastic actor. It had Heidi Klum, who's super famous. And it wasn't, like... It was a very slick music video. It, was music it wasn't. Video. It, it wasn't tasteless, no. uh, other than like the close up of the tag. Like there were some genuine moments in it. It had like a decent narrative that you can that was entertaining enough for two minutes, um, three minutes, however so long. So why not have that be the music video? I I have a feeling that the, that this was going to be the official music video, but Sia was like. No, 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 because obviously, you know, we just, we just watched, you know, we just are coming off a streak of three, you know, Maddie Ziegler in a dirty leotard with a Sia wig video is filled with interpretive dance. I mean, obviously she's somebody who takes music videos seriously, so I feel like at some point, maybe even after the video was released, she was like, uh-uh, this, this is a commercial, you know, this commercial now. I think you're 100% right. I think that this was, um, when this was made, it was you know, given to the crew as a music video. Like, this was going to be a music video with product placement, and it was finished, and the artist was not happy with it and didn't want to put it out as a music video, but they had already gotten so much money from Heidi Klum's Intimates, and Heidi Klum was in the video that this had to come out, and it had to come out on Sia's Vivo account. And, you know, this is like the case where um, I, I, I think product placement and that stuff like products paying for music videos to get made um actually had a had an impact negative a negative impact uh, in in the outcome because now you end up with this thing that's just like what is it and and it's it's out there on a on a vivo account which is like supposed to be reserved for certain things yeah, it's and the cleverness of it is putting things into those channels i mean that's that's the I mean, that's kind of like one of the business models of the you know the 21st century is create a channel, whether that be Twitter or Facebook or so. You know, the idea is, oh, I'll just create something and then it'll be so popular that I can shove ads in there, and I you know will have built an audience. And when you think about it, like Vivo accounts, especially for artists like Sia, just the, the fact of having a Vivo account. Uh, that channel is super valuable, and, and, and they do shit. Clamoring to get in there, and they do shit, and they get hundred, they get millions of views out of nonsense content. Um, but that's under the pretense that this is going to be, uh, we're calling it nonsense. But that's under the assumption that this is going to be content that at least is going to be entertaining to a big, to like a fan of this artist. And you might be being sold something, but what you're being sold is the artist. You know. Mm. Uh, One Direction will do a week of trailers where it'll be five days until the release of the new video and they do a minute long behind the scenes and then four days before the release of the video and they do a minute behind the scenes and they do all these behind the scenes videos and and teaser videos leading up to the release of the music video and they get a lot of like a lot of you know traffic through those videos but if suddenly you know fans were under the impression that like maybe i'm not going to really get the content i want maybe i just might get a heidi klum commercial with the song i like in the background like you that audience could go away and you know look at the view count of this video versus the view count of the other videos it, it it's, you can't really compare them like yeah this this blew up for an underwear commercial, but it underperformed for a Sia video, and I think that you're. I think that this is an example of it going too far. It, it kind of makes me think of like, what if MTV back, you know, back in the day was just you know a bunch of commercials with like fun songs on top of them. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. No, like not even like even synced up. They would just like be a radio station, but sometimes you know, it just there's no real reason for it. If if unless there there's that synergy like if we're if we're going to have an environment where um you know ariana grande is gonna need to dance with the alien with the beats headphones that's fine i think and i don't think anybody's like saying 
that that is like an abomination to the sacred art. Because of artistically, music video. it's still because it, artistically, it's still the same shit. It's still the same type of Ariana Grande music video you're getting, except this time it has Beats headphones. This is not the same kind of Sia video we've been getting. With with it's not just like Maddie Ziegler plus like suddenly Maddie Ziegler's leotard is brought to you by Heidi Klum. Like this is this is not the same level of video plus advertisement, and that's like two that's two strikes where instead of just one. Yeah, I think so. Shame on you, Sia. Yeah, fuck you. Shame on you, Pedro Pascal. You are most disappointed in. Uh, Heidi Klum, though, great job. Yeah, excellent job. Heidi Uh, Klum nailed it. Still in for Project Runway season 45 or whatever. And also, like, you did a great job. Your underwear advertisement blew up on the internet. And and you're looking sexy, looking pretty good. Looking great, looking great, looking better than me. And I'm, like, at least 11 years younger than you. Um, Probably more, right? We're 30-ish. I thought Heidi Klum was, like, 45, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um, I, and she's she's not married to Seal anymore. She's on the market, and the market. and even better for me, Seal's on the market. <laughs> you, I was just thinking about this the other day. The fact that like, have you noticed that Seal has been been mentioned a lot in rap songs li- lately? Like, he, yeah, it's so. Here's the thing. Okay, yeah. here's a there are a handful of things hmm. that will never die in rap lyrics that will always be references that a rapper can make and people will still get it uh seals seals face is one of them i think i know what the other one is uh it's 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 a matrix red pill blue pill Ooh, okay good one what's what did you think it was gonna be i i i am so sick of hearing uh sick sick and tired of hearing Stevie Wonder blind references. Okay, that's a big one too. That's that a is, huge one. That is definitely a big one too. You Ray Charles. Oh, Ray too. Charles. Yeah, I'm Ray Charles of the bullshit. I can't remember who said that. Um, <laughs> but but you get like, um. So I really love the the most recent Drake mixtape. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's fantastic. Uh, and there's a song on this mixtape that I really really like. Uh, and that's called every song. But like, there's uh, there's one. Uh, is it six man? Is it the the one where he's like, like I'm Lou Will. You know that one? Mm, uh, I do, but I don't know which one it is. I think it might be six man. Anyway, uh, in that song, in that first verse of the song, he makes two references that just make me laugh so hard every time. One is that I'm in the Matrix and I just took the blue pill. That's one of the lines too. But uh, one of the lines. But another line is that he's in the kitchen and he says, Fieri? Uh, Fieri, I'm in the kitchen. Is that Guy Fieri that he's saying? Is he making so. a Guy Fieri reference in a song? That is also something that makes me laugh really hard because I get a lot of confidence through Drake's lyrics and I get no confidence from a Guy Fieri reference. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the only, the only person who made the last two Seal references I can think of is Action Bronson. So, Well, listen, Action Bronson, it is six, man, by the way. Just okay. Like I'm Lou Will, because I think six. I think Lou Will is the sixth man on the Raptors. That's for a different podcast. Uh, it is, yeah, our Toronto Raptors podcast. Yeah, no. Um, we're should we talk about uh, this? Uh, de- so yes, everybody, shame, shame on you. And now let's talk about another, some more shame. We have some more shame to spread around. I think. Mm. So we talk about Dead Inside by Muse. Yeah, let's spread some. Sh- you want to spread some shame around to Muse? A uh, little bit, yeah. I'm a little disappointed in Muse. All right, let's talk about because you're a big Muse fan, right? I'm a Muse fan. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself like a. I'm not uh, like hanging on every word over here. But. No, but Muse to me is like the European U2, even well, though U2, U2 is, European. is European. Yeah, but, but like yeah, a but I newer like, version. But like U2 is also feels very American to me because of their ties with Apple. Okay. Like they're they're not they're not. Uh, yeah, music is definitely cut from a different cloth. They have that like political arena kind of feel to them, which I think mm-hmm. is very U two esque. I would agree with that definitely. Um, and this is their first video since th- is that right? Since Panic Station in two thousand thirteen. That's what we've got. Interesting. Okay. Um, and this is you know from their new uh, album. Uh, I that can't be right. Are we we may, are we missing are missing something? How could we be missing Muse videos? I don't. I think, think they, they just are. haven't done it. You know, they haven't done an album in two years. Yeah. Um. 
So, and you know they've really run the gamut from different styles of stuff. I'm, they're not super well known for their music videos, although I think the Knights of Sidonia from 2006, directed by Joseph Kahn, is a classic music video. Um, one of my favorite music videos of all time. But you know they got a lot of them, and I don't know if they're super well known for that. But um, they are extremely popular popular band this people, one is, love oh, people love them people love that muse um this one is directed <laughs> by robert hales and it's called dead inside um and you know, maybe i shouldn't throw as much shade for this this is like a a it's an interesting video it's a, yeah so the, the the uh it's a very like washed out color but the the kind of key visual um part of this is that Everything is taking place on like a stage where there is a lot of sand um, or some sort of dust. So everything is like covered in this white dust, which is kind of interesting. And we have these two dancers. One is a guy who's kind of got some headgear on, and the other is a girl who's uh, a little, you know, skimpily dressed. They're both wearing white. And it's then, not bra- it's not headgear like braces though. No, it's like it's like the dress dress from the Fifth Element, but for your face. Um, <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah. and then we have you know uh, Muse also rocking out, um, <laughs> rockinish. Yeah, they're rockinish. Um, and then so the two of them are, are are doing you know something that is as I hear in the music video world so hot right now, and that is interpretive dance. <laughs> they're jumping on the interpretive dance bag and wagon again, and they're not. They're going into it whole hog. You said bag and wagon, but I like that better. I, yeah, everybody jump on the bang and, bang and wagon. Get on the bag and wagon. <laughs> and uh, so they're definitely doing full-on interpretive dance. I mean, they like they saw Elastic Heart, and they're like, let's do it. And they just... Let's crank it up with dust. Yeah, yeah. We we need... To, instead of a cage, let's do some dust. Um, it's like, how do we do Elastic Heart but dust it up? Let's, yeah. let's do this. Um and so, like, as, as impressive as the dancing is, th- it's impossible to not watch this video and do what we're doing to it right now. To kind of make some jokes and things. Joke about. Joke about about it, because there's fucking weird-ass drones around. Like, I feel like it's, like, if I saw these two people dancing in any other context, I'd be like, holy shit, these are the two coolest fucking people in America or Europe or whatever the or in Dustville like these are the two coolest people I've ever seen but like in the concept of this tired ass views video like it's it's so easy to just make fun of what they're doing and just like trope it up it just doesn't seem they're, they're, it's missing two I think really key aspects um, that I don't think usually I am like are in the forefront of my mind when I'm watching music videos but when they're missing I miss them more that, than anything else, and that is a sense of like modernity and the fact that I'm you know I'm watching something that is that doesn't like feel like it was made 15 years ago if it was made now, mm-hmm. and also a sense of like this is necessary to exist right like this like this somebody like needed to make this in a way. Um, and it's like is totally missing. It just seems so like unnecessary of a video for some reason. Right, right. Like it wasn't like this wasn't a video that uh, the director was like dying to make. It's like I just need the right band that's gonna let me make my dusty dance video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. That wasn't it. And like and like Muse is just like it's not like all right. My, like our new image is is dancing. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not like they're not like tying their new image to this in the way that like Sia literally just like stapled Maddie Ziegler to her head for the last year. <laughs> like that's what she's been doing. Like she's just like Maddie Ziegler, be a baby me, and like and like that's not what's gonna happen with this Muse video at all. Like yeah, it just seems like none of them are. Nobody's into it, and that's not a reflection on. Um, the director Muse, I don't think I, I I would point out that Robert Hales is the director of weirdly coincidentally enough a music video that uh, last weekend I I was like like I was just kind of walking around and I'm like I need to go watch this video because I've never really sat down and watched it really closely and I feel like I need to and that is Can't Be Tamed by Miley Cyrus which mm. like, looking back now it's a 2010 video. Um, it's such a fascinating and interesting video. Um, 
not because it's good because it's it's not a good video but just for what it you know kind of an artifact of of that interesting period in music video history but um i think you absolutely are correct i think break like hits the nail on the head like nobody is going to be latching onto this and that's like we're kind of we're kind of boring bad videos come from right. I feel like like even like when when Katy Perry or somebody else makes a great video there's a part of that where she, that she wants to take with her right like it like it, it becomes part of like the, the the visual language of her tour or the visual language of something else um it's all interconnected and this just feels like a broken off like piece of ice floating in the ocean like in the in the muse you know off the muse boat which is what every music video in tw- in 2002 was like. Mm-hmm. Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, nothing was being carried forward in, in 2002 outside of, like, maybe an Eminem video where he was like, oh, I dressed up like a fucking weirdo Superman in this video and put my ball sack on somebody's head. Like, let's do that in my concert, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, outside of, like, a, a handful of artists like that. Like, it, 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 they didn't have that... Because the concept didn't like existed so much less. It was like you made it look like the album art. Mm-hmm. Um, now you make it, you make the album art and the music video and your live performance. All of that shit is part of like a singular vision, um, or you don't know what you're doing, or you seem disconnected and disjointed and like it's not part of one thing. And Muse is starting. It's funny you mentioned U two because Muse is starting to get that thousand yard stare in their eyes that U two got around like the late nineties. Um, where it's very clear, like, somebody was... And I don't even know if this is the story behind the video, but I would venture a guess it's close to it, where somebody's like, well, okay, we, here's the director, show up on this day and this time, and somebody's going to put you in some clothes and you're going to pl- play your instruments. They just seem so kind of disconnected from it. Uh, I've seen that th- uh, thousand-yard stare in person before. Uh, I, I was on set, I won't say what video... But one time, I was someone who was nice enough to let me get on set of a corn video uh, a couple of years ago, and I remember like them at, trying to ask members of corn to like do these visual effects things, and like some of those members were just like there was a, a couple of the guys who were like trying to be on board and understanding it, but there were a few guys who just. Like the director would say things to them, and they would just look at them until the director said something differently. Like it was just like was not gonna react to the thing the director said, and uh, and it's, it's just uh, yeah, that's uh, I see that happen. You see that happening, and, and you know, Corn and Muse were like big during the same era, so it's not un- unusual to see a band that like existed. Um, during during a time that's not now, <laughs> and directors who are trying to make a name for themselves now are continuing to work now, and just like having a you know, like going kind of, it feels like they're going in different directions. I think Corn Muse is a little after Corn's time. Mm, maybe I don't know how much they overlap, like in terms of like the the peak, the hot stuff. Yeah, but in, like the, what was going on in music videos when. Uh, well, I guess m- more was going on in music videos when Corn was around. I guess it's a bad example. Mm-hmm. I guess it's an example that I'm going to ask you to cut out of the box. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty ter- terrible. Um, I'm the worst. Yeah, totally the worst. Um, but yeah, I think we ripped apart that video pretty bad. I'm sorry, anybody who. I'm sorry, Muse. Sorry, Muse. I know they really wanted us to like it, and Muse is they're kind of. I mean, they're very earnest. And they keep getting, and it's interesting because they keep getting more and more earnester, um, <laughs> and they're kind of losing the fun that went along with the, you know, the political outrage and the social outrage that went along with the, the music. I'm trying to figure out what place earnestness has in pop music right now. I think very little. Like even the or even what's earnest out there right now feels like it's hipster fake earnestness. Uh, like what? Just in general, like like when I think of like people, you know, like like when when I think about like what comes to mind when I think about like a like a moody, uh, like 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 a moody album. The, what what comes to mind when I think of moody is like a sad emoji. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm like just like maybe I spent too much time on the internet. No, I think it, that's that's. It's interesting because when I think of earnestness, I think of like an Ed Sheeran 
um, kind of thing. Where or, mm, okay, or, that is that's a different breed of like I guess that is he is being genuine. But but um, but I mean, there's a difference between being earnest in like the subject matter of what you're singing about and being earnest in how you're presenting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like because there is a I feel like kind of a little bit of a cynicism to that of how he's presenting himself. As, right. as you know, uh, uh, um, a sensitive person. The same thing with um, definitely with somebody like uh, like Megan Trainer or whatever, um, who or you know Sam Smith or or like uh, definitely like Pitbull or or somebody. <laughs> right. Um, like <laughs> presenting themselves as you know there there's there's a certain like uh, you know you know presentation of yourself you obviously have to make in pop music and. I very rarely feel like that's either sincere or totally earnest. But Muse has kind of like unraveled that. They used to be a lot more sort of tongue-in-cheek, a lot more savvy about the way they were presented or the things they they sang about in relation to that. But now it's just like, look at the cover art for their new album. I mean, it is a really bizarrely literal like metaphor that that would not be out of place in like a terrible student film oh my um, god that the, the cover art for their new album feels like the like the type of cover art that you would expect from like uh, an artist whose music videos played on Beavis and Butthead <laughs> Like it just is, seems such like an old, old like. I know it seems it, like from a bygone era. It does it? not seem like a current album cover. Uh, all right, so here's an example. Of you, uh, after a second of thinking of like this false earnestness that I'm thinking of. So there's like a, a pop song off the most recent Nicki Minaj album. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like anybody want to buy a heart? Do you know that one? Mm, is it the one that's it's, really popular right now? It features Meek Mills, so it features Meek Mills, and Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj are engaged now Hmm. and uh so like this is a song that like i listened to and like you know for a hip-hop song like a like a you know Nicki minaj is like it's like very pop hip-hop and for like a hip-hop song that's uh um it like it like really seemed earnest when i listened to it it seemed like two like two artists who were like being honest with themselves and you can see you could feel the chemistry between them and the song as well and like it's something that seemed really honest and and then but like when Nicki Minaj uh like announced on twitter that she had been proposed to uh the tweet was just like diamond ring emoji smile emoji tongue emoji dot 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 we'll post pics later and that was the tweet to announce that she was like engaged to this artist who who like you know artistically came out with a song that like to me felt really honest mm. um but when like a real life honest thing happened to them like the way they cho- chose to like present it to the world was through these fucking ridiculous emojis on Twitter so uh there was my example you're not down with that no, I'm completely down with it. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% down with it. My point is that, like, that is what is earnest now, mm-hmm. right? That is what 2015, you know, being real, being, 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 be keeping it 100. Mm-hmm. In order to keep it 100 in 2015, you have to use the 100 emoji. So, I, wish they, I wish they did have a 100 emoji. Well, they do. It's the it is. It's in the it's in the numbers. It's like where you can also get like the plus sign and. Oh, you're right. It, they do. Okay, cool. I'll use that. I'm gonna text. Yeah, you, right you got to use that. You got to figure. You got to work that in. Yeah. Well, the in. issue is that nobody wants to talk to me or text. Me. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. use I'm that. Not mad. Okay. Um, you can text me. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Chill. Um, I think we. I think we kind of. We kind of did it. It feels like we've done it. I mean, we got, we talked about some really important stuff. The shakes. I got the shakes, the Alabama shakes. Yeah, um, I got the shakes because I'm just a little shaky. Uh, Doug, a what little are you... weekly tonight. Do you want to, should we direct people to your, your new your blog post on Vimeo? Because I think that's important to tell people about. Well, here's what's important about it. Because, all right, so I wrote a, uh, I wrote a blog post for Vimeo today, which features a, a big fa- uh, friend of IMVDB, um, our pal, Saman Cash. Um, and what it is is Saman Cash... Uh, 
<laughs> two years ago, Adam, when we were at South by Southwest, Saman showed us uh, a short film that he was working on called, called Controller. Um, and soon after, in the middle of you watching it, we got kicked out of a bar. Uh, I if, finished it. You guys got kicked out. Of the I got kicked out mid watching Controller. I got kicked. We got kicked out of a bar. I got to finish it. Um, but anyway, that's that film that Saman made um, got bought by. Uh, Fox to be made into a feature that Saman is slated to direct and you know we we did a blog post about that Saman did a commentary for Vimeo um, on that film with DP Isaac Bauman who's also a, a, a deep homie deep homie I don't know what that is mm-hmm. um, but uh What's interesting about that is we also have a commentary from Simon on IMVDP, the Internet Music Video Database. Uh, Simon recorded a commentary for us for his Stole the Show video by Kygo. So which, is a, which is a track that is rapidly climbing in Yeah, I like it. Simon calls it fruity in the commentary, <laughs> which is fun. It is very fruity. It makes me want to eat uh, um, uh, chiclets. I don't know what that means. I but don't know. Yeah, like, it may, but it makes you want to have some some mints handy in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. right. You just but you get fruity mints. Right. Okay. I can juicy, see juicy fruits. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And the um. So this this Saman Cash commentary is all over the motherfucking internet, and there's ties to us in all of them, uh, and we direct you to all of them because they're great. Does Vimeo have uh, a commentary feature now? Uh, no. Is it? Oh, it's like the well, it's like the video with the audio on it, right? Yeah, we made a um, Vimeo curation Vimeo account, uh-huh. um, and yeah, it's just a it's a video embed, um, and and it's just got the audio edited into it. Nice, um, sweet. Very- we'll go check that out. It's in the show notes at imvdb.com slash podcast. This is episode one fifty four, I believe, of uh, the famous this week in music video program. Um, and uh, by the time you hear this, hopefully, um, music video chats will be on iTunes. So if you're subscribed to this particular podcast, go subscribe to that. Um, yeah, get on that, babes. And uh, yeah, you guys got a lot of good stuff to go read and go listen to. So uh, we'll leave you to it. Um, see you guys later.